Um, morning, Bill. Uh, when a player like uh, James Devlin goes on injured reserve, I'm curious, what are the conversations on the staff and in the organization about um, replacing a player or what James Devlin brought to the table, which are kind of a unique skill set, and just moving on and trying to uh, figure out let's do something different on offense and not try to replace what Devlin brought to the table. Uh, right. You know, that's, um, like, that's a good question. It's, um, for, first of all, I think we're fortunate to have one James, James Devlin on our team. Um, you know, he's works extremely hard. Uh, he's a versatile player that, does things for us offensively and in the kicking game, very dependable and has a lot of experience in our system. So um, we're, we're lucky to have him, to have two of him and be able to replace him with another James Devlin. Uh, it's just unrealistic. So, and that's true at a number of positions for us. Uh, so there's no one person that can do what he does. That would have to be, um, you know, modified in some way where it was, um, it might be replaced with one person on one particular thing, but offensively and a kicking game um, and some of the other roles that, that he, you know, has uh, in those areas as well, not just our first down offense and uh, goal line. But again, when you add all those together, he has a number of different roles on our team, including the kicking game. Uh, it will be hard for any one person to do that. So I think you kind of eliminate that and look at, okay, here we have first down, we have second down, we have short yards and goal line, we have punt team, we have kickoff return, we have all the things that he participated in. What's the best way for us to manage those situations now? Um, is it one person? I mean, I, I doubt it. So is it a combination of people on or off the roster? That's, that's really the conversation. And so then you go from there. If I could uh, follow up, Bill, it's kind of a little off the beaten path, but kind of related to James Devlin. Um, how unusual or unique is the H-back position in today's NFL? In other words, how many teams do you how, – how often do you actually see it implemented now? Um, when you say the H-back, what, what exactly are you talking about? Well, I mean, like the hybrid between the, the – and then correct me if I'm wrong on the X's and O's here, but the hybrid between the, the fullback position and the tight end and the utility, the, the versatility that that kind of player brings to the table. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there are, there are a lot of fullback tight end combo guys. I mean, there are guys, there's some tight ends that line up in the backfield. I would say that that H back or that combo guy to me is the, uh, player that's part receiver and part um, tight end. So th those are the kind of guys that, um, you know, do you, do you treat him as a receiver or do you treat him as a tight end? You know, guys like Jacecki, um players like that, they're really not tight ends. They're really not receivers. Um, they're good players and, you know, what, what, you know, what, how do you want to, how do you want to classify them? Um, you know, so you could, you know, have that conversation about Dawson Knox, for example, as well, you know, he's not, 
you know, again, I'm not saying those guys are the same. I'm just saying those are the type of players that really, you know, create the conversation because they can split out, detach from the formation, um, be in tight end locations, but they're very good receiving tight ends at that position relative to what you normally see there. So that's, you know, those, those are, I'd say, the, the hard game plan questions to answer with those type of hybrid players. Great. Thanks, Bill. You're welcome. Our next question will be Matt Dolph, followed by Mike Reese. Go ahead, Matt. Thanks, Stacy. Thanks, Stacy. Morning, Bill. So, uh, Hi, Matt. On defense, on defense, you've had to coach without some guys who have played key roles for you for various reasons, like Kyle Van Noy week one, Dietrich Wise in Miami. How has your depth allowed the defense to stay consistent despite those moving parts and different guys being active or inactive in a given week? Uh, well, Matt, I think it starts with practice. Um, we practice really a, a lot of players, and so uh, we're in there in different combinations uh, in practice. And um, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, if if we end up with a situation where somebody's unavailable uh, for the game, then in a lot of cases those rotations have already occurred uh, on the practice field. Um, so. Like in Kyle's case, um, of course he would have been active for the game and he would have had a, you know, a, a, a major role in the game. But John and um, Jamie and Shlee Calhoun and um, Winovich and you know those guys, they're they all were working all working there anyway, and so you know the adjustment for those guys is really not not that big um it's just you know a little more play time i think you know where it impacts the team the most on a situation like that is the not just defensively in the defensive packages it, it takes certainly takes away some depth but then it also hits you affection uh, in the kicking game as far as you know players who are on you know four phases or uh, maybe it could be less than that you know two two phases, then you don't only have to replace them on defense, but you have to replace them in a kicking game. Uh, and I think it's a little bit challenging defensively when you have several different packages, you know, an early down package and you know, a couple of different third down packages. Sometimes the same player doesn't always replace him in all those situations. So um, that depending on who the player is and what the game plan is, that could get a little more challenging. But um, overall, our depth is is good. Those guys get a lot of work in practice, um, and they're you know somewhat interchangeable. All right, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, next question will be Mike Reese. And I'll ask anybody else to hit five star if you want to ask a question. Um, Bill, when Willie McGinnis was interviewing you early in training camp on NFL Network, um, it was mentioned that you'd be more involved this year defensively um, than maybe recent years. How would you describe how that involvement has gone this year as you balance the myriad responsibilities that come with being head coach? Well, we have a lot of good coaches on our staff, uh, a lot of experienced coaches on our staff as well. So um, I have a lot of confidence in them. They, they do a great job. They work hard. They're very well prepared. And, uh, you know, say the, you know, the interactions um, 
or something that we've, you know, grown through in the off season and training camp, but it's gone well. Next question will be Phil Perry, followed by Tara Sullivan. Hey, Bill. Uh, I think we're going to get a chance to talk to Gerard Mayo here in a few minutes, but wanted to, to check in with you and, and um, get a sense for, for how you've seen Gerard uh, grow as a coach over the course of the, you know, the summer, spring and summer, obviously, but three weeks of the regular season now here too. And I, I am curious just as it relates to the linebackers where you guys have some players who are interchangeable in terms of looking like inside linebackers one play and maybe an outside linebacker the next play. Um, how does that work with those players? Do they, do they all meet in the same group? I know you have an inside linebackers coach and an outside linebackers coach. Do they go to two separate meetings if, uh, if, if they are sort of interchangeable players? I'm just kind of curious how that works for some of those players. Right. Well, Phil, that's a good question. We've talked about that. Um, and what we, what we try to do is maximize the, the time that we have with the players. Um, so uh, we have to answer that question on a, uh, a daily and on a weekly basis, depending on what their roles are and, and how things are set up for that particular week. But um, they, they all have a, a good understanding of what, uh, what their teammates do and what the adjacent positions do. So whether they play that position or not, um, they understand what, what that person's doing. That helps them, I think, understand and, and do their, handle their responsibility. But it is, um, when you have that, when you have versatile players like that, uh, there is a, um, an element of organizationally putting them in the right spot so that they're not sitting there listening to a bunch of stuff that doesn't apply to them and missing things that are important, um, you know, wherever you put them. So, Sometimes we have to double up. Sometimes we they meet, and then we have to have a another meeting with them um, to go over like, okay, well, here are some things we talked about that you missed, you know, that will be important, um, you know, on these couple of these calls, whatever it happens to be. Uh, so at times we have to do that. I think that uh, Demarcus and Gerard and um, you know Brett do a good job of just kind of keeping track of that. Um, you know, we got to make sure that we get this player this information or that information uh, because he, he wasn't here when we went over this because he was, you know, going over something else that was important. So that's, that's something we have to, we have to keep track of. And it's a really good, it's a good question. And it's something that organizationally is a little bit of a challenge. Um, yeah. Going back to Gerard, Gerard's done a, you know, done a great job. Um, you know, his um, experience as a player in our system is, is very valuable. Um, we can talk about things that calls that we could make on the field or identifications and so forth. And, you know, his perspective of, yeah, that's no problem. That'd be easy. That's easy for us to do. Or, you know, that's a lot harder because the player's thinking about this, he's thinking about that and so forth. And so, you know, it makes us rethink uh, and have that perspective of what, you know, how a player, how easy it is or isn't for a player in certain situations. And, you know, he's done it, um, and he's done it under pressure and, you know, dealt with a lot of things that, that we currently deal with. And so, you know, that's a good perspective to have in the room. We don't have that from, from anybody else uh, defensively. So, um, but as far as, you know, adapting to the coaching, um, you know, lifestyle and so forth, you know, Gerard, uh, he's done a great job. Thanks, Bill. You're welcome.
And the, uh, the last two questions will be Tara Sullivan followed by uh, Mike Petraglia. Go ahead, Tara. Bill, to follow up on that, I'm just curious, like, uh, in your experience in coaching, do you see it in some of your players, like, when they're with you as players, that, oh, this guy might might make a coaching day or understands the game that way? Or do they sometimes surprise you when they maybe want to come back or have, have an interest in coaching? Yeah, Kara, I think every situation is different. Um, just like each of us are different, we have different personalities and strengths and weaknesses and and um, interests and so forth. So um, I think you just have to take each situation individually and evaluate it accordingly. And certain things might be right in a, in one situation and not be right in another situation. You know, coaching could be right in one situation and it could be not right in another situation um, and vice versa. So it's to me it really would depend on the, the individual, the circumstances, the situation, what their goals are, what your opportunities are, so forth and so on. Uh, it's, it's, I think, very individual. I couldn't generalize it. If I could just do a, a quick second one. I was, I also wanted to ask you, in the last two weeks you had two players, you know, miss a game to be with their families and the birth of a child. Is that something you set forth as policy? Are those a case-by-case basis? It's, you know, how does that kind of come about where they get to make that decision? Uh, yeah, we handle it. You know, we handle it internally. I don't, you know, I've coached for quite a while. Um, as a head coach in two different organizations, I don't think that's ever, ever been an issue. Uh, we've always, I've always talked about it with the player. It's not like it's a surprise. Uh, it's you know something that there's a certainly a lead up period to, and communicate about it. And depending on the time, the situation, the circumstances, and all that, you take everything into consideration. And you know everybody wants to do what's best, and you know we arrive at at that conclusion. So, and again, there are a lot of variables on that. You know what the what the individual situation is with the birth, where the game is, and so forth and so on. There's a lot of things that can go come into play. So, I think it's just good communication and um, try to you know find out as much information as you can. You never have all of it. There's always some. You know, sometimes you have to call it audible, but mm-hmm. figure it out, and then you know. Just everybody has the best interest of all the everything that's involved and try to make a good decision on that. Thank you. Our uh, last question will be Mike Petraglia. Go ahead, Mike. All right, Stacey. Uh, Bill, you've often talked about how there's a remarkable growth from year one to year two in the NFL. I'm curious in what you if three games is enough to sit, start to see some of those signs in Josh Allen and, and the growth he has uh, made as a uh, quarterback you'll face this Sunday definitely uh, definitely he's he's a very good player he has uh, a lot of physical talent but you can see the game has um, he's catching up with the game um, in terms of his control of the line of scrimmage recognizing defenses reading coverages uh, making decisions uh, so I think all that's um, certainly improved uh, over the you know, in the last year, as as it does with you know 
most all players, um, especially ones at that position. So, but he's a very talented player, um, and he's again continues to you know get better. You know, having a second year in the same system with the same offensive coordinator with you know uh, some carry, you know, a lot of carryover. Um, I'm sure that's helped him as well. So, yeah, he's definitely improved and developed, and you know, he's a be a very challenging player for us to defend this week.